Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Fool and the Page Wild Moon Edition. This is still a podcast for writers, artists, the tarot curious, and for anybody and everybody making stories to make sense of things. And for this special episode, I am joined by Cecily Saylor, my collaborator in the Wild Moon Retreat. Y'all, the spring retreat is coming up. It is Saturday, March 12th, still out at the gorgeous Ruby Retreats in the Texas Hill Country. It's a one-day retreat that blends tarot and writing to help you navigate your creative journey. And Cecily is many things, um, but you may know her as the founder of Typewriter Tarot, which offers guidance and inspiration for creative spirits through workshops, creative coaching, and artistic community. Cecily is also a writer, a journalist, a Capricorn, a lover of wildflowers and birds and being outside. And these last three things are things we both love and really love about this upcoming retreat. We chat about it in this episode. We pull a couple really interesting cards. I can't wait for you to hear about them. And I hope you dig this conversation as much as I did. Enjoy. Recording in progress. Oh, you could do it. Why didn't they hire you? Didn't they? Welcome, Cecily. It's so nice to have you back for the podcast. I'm so happy that we're chatting today. It's great to be back. It's great to be a two-timer on the fool and the page. You are the first. (laughs) Woohoo! There needs to be some kind of some kind of medal, some kind of crown. Crown, kind of- yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was a really good time, a really sweet time to have a convo because we are sitting here less than a month away from our Wild Moon Spring Retreat on March twelfth. Wow, that's crazy. It's coming. It's coming. How does it feel to you? How are you feeling? I feel great about it. I think it's a lovely date. I feel like, I hope it is that the weather will be lovely in the hill country this time of year. Maybe a few of the blue bonnets will be emerging. there's probably not going to be an ice storm and the rest is the magic that we make and plus the space is just beautiful so I am excited yeah I mean you mentioned the season when you think about ruby retreats out in the gorgeous hill country in Wimberley I don't know I think about the way because you and I have both been there in the spring we've experienced that and the sky feels wider and bigger and just has so much possibility. I mean, what if, when you think about the season and returning to that landscape, what do you think about? Yeah, I think, well, first I want to say that orienting myself a bit more towards the movement of the seasons versus the months of the year or the American holidays, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, et cetera, July 4th, whatever. Um, (laughs) 
those holidays just didn't, they seemed so meaningful socially. There's so much meaning placed on them. Like the rest of our lives are kind of like oriented around working between those holidays and using those holidays as places of rest and celebration. But often we're supposed to like buy something or like travel really far or be around people that we're obligated to be around, but that we don't necessarily want to see. And so they didn't actually feel super meaningful to me. And so when I started to kind of orient differently around what's happening with the cycles of the earth and the seasons, suddenly a lot of like richness and meaning and echo showed up. And that I think is something that we bring to the retreat. You know, winter is a time of it's part, it's the death cycle. It's when, you know, the vegetation is dying and the soil is not having to do necessarily a ton of work to support plant life, but it's being fed, it's being reconstituted. There's a lot happening underground that's really quiet, impossible to notice, a lot of preparation work that paves the way for this rebirth that comes in the spring, which starts slowly at first and then bursts forth into all of this like color and life. And then we move into summer where the growth that begins in the spring really becomes like full and ripe and juicy and sensuous. And so um, that's a really long answer to your question, but I think about spring as, you know, we kind of, we think that like, oh, January 1st, let's have all of our like, aspirations figured out for the whole next 365 days. And we all know like how that kind of goes, you know, that lasts for a while. Maybe we continue with certain things we pledge to do, but either we lose interest or we don't have the bandwidth or life moves us in another direction. And so I think this thinking about the cycles of the earth allows us to notice that like winter stretches through January into February, depending right. on where you live even further. Um, there's still a lot of underground work happening in January and February to prepare for what's coming, you know, in March or in April. And it's still okay to take it slow. And it's still okay to be figuring out how you would like to imagine your year. I don't know. I love all of what you said because, and forgive me if anyone listening is attending the weekend warrior retreat this Saturday at the writing barn. Cause I'll probably talk about it then too. But something I think that's really getting to me lately is the kind of extension of the sort of like New Year's resolution media frenzy that, that is like fully alive and sort of like writhing in my social media feed these days, like an incredible pressure to just absolutely perfect ourselves. I'm so tired of it. I'm so over it. Like, I'm so over being told, like, eat this, don't eat that. Take these oils, definitely don't take these oils. Exercise this way, don't exercise this way. Set your boundaries this way, don't set them this way. And, and so much of it is actually coming from schools of thought or people whom we think of as, like, having our best interests at heart or sort of, like, because of the label around either the industry or sort of what they preach, 
it's supposed to be about like better taking care of ourselves, but it just feels like this like constant stream of this is how you perfect your person. And, and so when you were talking about the holidays and kind of these markers in the year and how January 1st is like, this is when we begin this like striving for perfection that really resonated with me because I, I, I'm much more comfortable. I mentioned this to you. I think I think of myself as being like an autumn person because it feels like the no pressure season when you're supposed to be like sort of resting and recuperating. But as you pointed out, that is well extending into the spring. That is well extending into this time when the earth is actually, like you said, like it's not trying that hard. It's just coming back. It's like coming back into its own. And honestly, I feel like that's one of the reasons why we like started doing the wild moon retreat is because there is that mood of like coming back to center and coming back to self, like kind of coming home to where you are, what you need, and not what somebody else says that you should want or need or be. Um, so yeah, amen is what I'm saying. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Amen to the fact that we're constantly being told, even, you know, we grow up, we're adults, we claim autonomy, but we're constantly being told what to do either by our bosses, by all the systems that impact us. And when, you know, at the end of the year, around the Christmas holiday, at most people get the week off between Christmas and New Year. Some people don't even get that. Um, and that's like just a week. And in that week, you're supposed to see all of your family, wrap all the presents if you celebrate Christmas. And I acknowledge there are many other uh, winter festivals um, and religious celebrations at that time and not to discount them. But, you know, as we said, the the earth is, the earth's winter takes several months and we are animals are, you know, it's not like I'm suggesting we all hibernate through the winter, but um, why should we be expected to thrive on one week off in this season that communicates to our bodies and our spirits to slow down, to process, to reconsider, to reflect. And of course, to, to this point, um, you know, it's only a one day retreat. We're not really able to give people right now the two or three days of the week that we would love to give them. But I do agree that, you know, it takes you out of your space. It brings you into nature. It brings you into a community of people who are also um, asking themselves some of the same questions. What do they desire for themselves in the coming year? And what would be a fruitful way to um, realize that and not just through work and work and work and doing, but through imagining, through believing, through allowing yourself to feel the desire in the first place. You know, when I think back to the fall retreat in November, um, I have, of course, like we're looking at a different vibe in terms of the landscape, in terms of the temperature. Um, hopefully, you know, we won't, we won't be as chilly in the evening, although I think it's also invigorating <laughs> to be out <laughs> in the woods, um, in like a stone circle, um, in the, ch in the chilly evening with the, with the stars up ahead. Um, but when I think back to that retreat, I think I was really surprised by how one day could feel so long, could feel so impactful. 
and at how much people connected both like with, with themselves, sort of like with this community of creative spirits and also reconnect to themselves. I think the impact of that, I mean, obviously that's what we were hoping for. We wouldn't have done it in the first place if we, if we didn't think it was possible, but I think I was still surprised by that. How one day could be that impactful. We're each going to pull a card for ourselves. Um, we're keeping in mind this idea of what the, what the earth is up to right now. And um, we're each asking ourselves sort of <laughs> what is springing up, like what's ready to blossom. I mean, is that a fair way to phrase that question? Would you add anything to that? I love it. Let's do it. It's gonna be so loud, the shuffle. Oh my gosh. I got I got the ace of pentacles, which is Wait, what? <sighs> Hold up. Did we not just 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 talk about this in our virtual session? This was one of the cards that we talked about with our, mm, with yes. our wild moon piece. Exactly. What, I mean, exactly. what do you think about this? <laughs> I feel like tarot is, um, sometimes tarot is just like laughing with you or laughing at you in a gentle, beautiful way, or also letting you know, like, I'm real, this works. <laughs> and yeah, the Ace of Pentacles is the opening card of the suit of the earth. And it represents a kind of seed that contains all of the material or, you know, all of the like genetic material anyway, that um, whatever will arise from the seed needs in order to become. And so, you know, you think about a giant tree or, you know, a sage bush or a little, you know, cluster of flowers. And they all began in this tiny little seed that could, that you could hold in the palm of your hand that could just like kind of blow in the wind, almost something that seems so insignificant contains so much. And it gets a reminder that, you know, it makes me think that some of the intentions and desires and things that I've hoped to see growing in my life in the year to come are, you know, getting like the seeds are there and they're ready. Always with the seed, you need to bring action, nurturing, you know, there's the seed is inert in a way until you give it soil and water and sunlight. And if you're taking a gardening approach, like your attention and dedication but from that you can create something that has incredible beauty incredible stature um so it's just a perfect winter to spring card it really is and i think of course i mean this may depend on the illustration in your deck but i feel like in many interpretations of this card we see this idea of like sort of unexplored pathways like there's this there's this idea that like 
there's something beyond, there's something beyond the garden gate. There's, it's, it's like you're here tending your garden, but there's more. I mean, like you said, we're at the beginning, we're at the beginning of the pentacles. There's so much in store and it's okay not to know exactly what that is right now. You have all you need, like you have all you need and what you don't need are all the answers necessarily. And to me, that comes back to what we were talking about as sort of like this pressure to be, to pressure to perfect. This feels like the opposite of that. Even when something like something good has showed up, like it's actually the product of work that you've already done. This idea of saying to yourself, like, this is just the beginning. When you think in circular and cyclical terms, the beginning can be anywhere and everywhere simultaneously. And if you choose to like make this moment not the end of all your hard work, but the beginning of still more growth or more experience or more evolution, it suddenly becomes endlessly exciting. So I feel like this card, until you said that, I didn't really connect it, but it brings me back to that refrain. I've been practicing saying to myself, just like, this is just the beginning. Which comes back to what you were saying about this kind of like linear calendar, these holidays. It's like, as opposed to thinking like, I'm midway. Why am I not further along? Or I'm, I'm, I'm in this sort of like high season. Why am I not feeling closure or celebration when I'm supposed to feel, when I'm supposed to celebrate, when I'm supposed to have closure? It's like, actually I'm at the beginning and I'm always at the beginning. Like that's just, that's so freeing. That's so beautiful. So I have eight of wands, did a damn. Mm. Um, and just like, because you can't see it, dear, dear listener. Um, I'm in the Aquarian deck. All the, all the wands or rods have these beautiful flowering ends that are almost like lilies, almost like seeing like the heart of a lily, like sprouting from the end of the staff. So you have the eight wands racing through the air. You have this incredible energy, this incredible movement that is the eight of wands, but you also have what has developed from a seed resting in the earth, which are these gorgeous blossoms at the end of each um, wand or branch or staff. Um, I, I'm digging this because... I'm digging this because I think it's nice to have our earth suit and then have our fire because, you know, movement or sort of like striving for things is not, is not about perfecting. It is about transforming. It is about this like new beginning that you've alluded to with the ace of pentacles. And then this like mantra that you have now, like I'm at the beginning when we transform, we're also at the beginning transformation is not the end all be all. It's not like we transform and then we're done. It's not like, and you see in the wands, you see like throughout, throughout the, the minor arcana, you're, you're, you see like the seeker is always learning, always seeking out these like learning opportunities. And for me, I feel like in the wands, there's all these opportunities to kind of like connect and sort of further your education, so to speak. So I love the idea that like, we're always looking to kind of further 
why we're here, like why we want to make the things that we, that we want to make, why we're what, like, why we're here on the planet. Yeah. I also, when you're talking about transformation, I feel like one transformation prepares you for the next one, right? which is also why I think people actively choose not to go and undergo transformation because it's some part of them realizes like it's unending. <laughs> it's a like constant uh, journey of self-reflection and self-actualization and, you know, having to transform always means letting something go. What I was thinking about with the eight of wands as you were talking is sometimes I talk about that card, you know, you see these eight, it's one of the few cards that have no humans right. or no like human trace in the card. Right. You just see the eight wands flying through the air and presumably they're about to touch down somewhere, but it's all of this fire energy, you know, and fire is so powerful, so transformative as you said. And, um, when I see that card in a reading, I often talk to people about like the, the universe, the winds of the universe being coming to join you. Like there's a lot of cosmic momentum behind whatever it is you're trying to do next. And so to like sit still and be in denial about that means you lose out on some of that extra energy you can use to create or to transform or to move forward there's this like warm fiery energy that's also joining you in your efforts to go to go forward you know i'm thinking about how not that this needs to be a chronology but i do think in 7 of wands there's like a bit of a pause or there's a bit of hesitation maybe there's a a sort of like need to kind of protect something or defend something and so I'm also liking the idea, um, I don't know, just when you were talking about sort of being open to transformation in the first place is like really hard because you're really vulnerable. So there's this idea that you've kind of like laid down a barrier, so to speak, to, to be open to transformation, to be open to that vulnerability. Um, Cause nobody said it was going to be easy. Um, but when we come to it, this energy with this idea of always beginning, <laughs> there's like, it doesn't have to be, it's not forced. Um, it's not like you're forced into this position. You've been coming here all along, just as the earth has been coming to the spring all winter long. You know, none of the wands are being used against one another. They're all going in the same direction and suddenly yeah, like resistance will, will block. <laughs> and when we release resist, when we surrender a little bit to what's possible, things really start moving. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me and Cecily today. And thank yourself for taking the time to reflect um, to just take time for yourself and not anybody else and take a deep breath in this moment. 
And exhale. I got a lot out of that conversation, particularly around that sense of releasing that pressure we feel to show proof of so-called New Year's resolutions. And that idea that Cecily brought up of winter really lingering into spring and to being where we are and, and to always beginning. I love the way that Cecily phrased that. I am beginning, I am beginning, I am beginning. Again, our Wild Moon Retreat is March 12th. That is a Saturday. It is a one-day retreat. And all that info can be found in the link to register in the show notes. And we really hope you'll join us. I want to take inspiration from what Cecily said, not only about the work that paves the way for big, monumental moments of transformation, you know, thinking about the wands and 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 the seed of of the ace of pinnacles um but also thinking about the wands all going in the same direction i thought that was really interesting um to fashion this writing activity and so if you have time to write or reflect and hey if you're driving in your car if you're walking around and you just want to ponder these questions go for it you can do that um i will prompt you to pause at the end of each prompt and take the time to write or take the time to reflect uh, 25 minutes in all and yeah hopefully you'll stick around so if you are writing I encourage you to clear your space this first prompt is inspired by these seeds um, the idea of the seed that Cecily brought up in the ace of pentacles what seeds have you or your character been planting? What is sleeping in the soil? Write for six minutes here. And additional idea, since we are talking about Wild Moon, you can pull a card. You can pull a card for this prompt if you like to help you along. You're going to take six minutes for this again. So pause here to Right in response to this question, what seeds have you or your character been planting? What is what is sleeping in the soil? And take a couple extra minutes to pull a card if you like. Okay, so for the second prompt, I want to go back to what Cecily said about what a seed needs. Um, in her words, um, you need to bring action, nurturing to the seed itself. The seed is inert until you bring it water, sunlight. So what do you or your character need to bring to these seeds? The things you have planted, the things that are sleeping in the soil. What do they need to help them spring forth and blossom? What is the fire there? to help them move, thinking about Eight of Wands and that fire element coming to the earth element. And if you like, and if you're sitting down with your deck, you can pull a card for this. Pull a card from your deck and let that guide you in this next writing phase. And write for 12 minutes, letting yourself pause and describe the different elements, the different energies that you or your character are bringing to these seeds.
right, and for the final prompt, I want you to consider what is the transformation going to look like? What does the bloom look like when the seed transforms into something completely new for you or your character? Again, if you'd like to pull a card from your deck to explore what the tarot has to say for this transformation, please do so. If you are writing about a character in a work in progress or a character that you've been looking to spend some more time with, even somebody who's just wandered into your head, you can do the same. You can always pull a card to help you sort of distill that information to crystallize um, the opportunities for that character, that transformation. So let's see. Um, I haven't actually calculated the time. What's remaining? Seven minutes. Take seven minutes here to explore that transformation, that blossoming. What does it look like? And as you wrap up your writing or your thinking, take a breath. Let it out. And... I hope that my conversation with Cecily Saylor, that the writing and reflecting, that this time just for you has given you something for the day to come, for the week to come, that it's given you something for this season of spring that we talked about and let you be where you are and let you, as Cecily said, change your mind. <laughs> I hope that you'll make up your mind about coming to Wild Moon. And I hope that you'll join us out in Wimberley on March 12th. Hope to see you there. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.